This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. Joining me this week, two harbingers of a new age, Brian Murray. Greetings, mortals. And Paloma Deerfield. Hello, friends. Thank you both for joining me this week. I'm very excited to have a a special guest on the episode from the Fictionality Podcast and just from the internet in general, Paloma. Thank you so much for being on the show. Could you tell everybody at home a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And um, I'm like a new age podcast gal. Got a little podcast called Fictionality with three other ladies. And um, I really just live the nerdy dream as I've worked in a comic book store for the past almost five years. Holy smokes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in the biz. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Palomo, you know, we, you and I go back a long time, actually, from yes. when I ran this comic book club in college, and we would come and talk about comic books, and like, it's it's so cool that, you know, you still live in the area where we went to school, mm-hmm. and you work at the comic shop that is, by as far as I'm concerned, a pretty pretty solid comic book shop oh, yeah. in the area. Um, I mean, Brian, you shop there, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a solid place, and I think a lot of the folks who are on the show who live in the West Michigan area can attest that... Uh, comic shop you work at is fantastic but you're also on this incredible fictionality podcast could you tell people a little bit about that show as well yeah so there's four of us it's me and then my buddies brenda mary and rochelle and we talk about our whole thing is nerdy things that are good very similar to here um <laughs> and we often talk about comics Graphic novels, we're very into all ages books, especially right now. We get mm-hmm. a little little rowdy. We've had like some Hello Kitty episodes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, it's just four of us chatting about stuff. It's a theme every week. Sometimes we go all over the place. The newest episode that just dropped is very unhinged, but fun. It's just a really good place to chat. And I'm always getting like, new recommendations from my friends on what to read or what to watch yeah i i love listening to that show honestly i the fact that you and and everyone on that show are just pleasant to listen to it's such a a a great range of voices plus you guys seem to really be into a lot of the same books that i am when i need something that's not like big to marvel like i can either go to your show for a recommendation or you're already reading books that i love yeah i i definitely feel that way i was listening to the past maybe like three or four episodes of I Read Comic Books. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I love that manga. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah, well, um, I guess we should probably get into talking about comic books since that's what we're here to do. I have a legally mandated like thing that's like stamped on the back of my hand. I have to do this every <laughs> week. I've got to ask you these questions. So let's just get into it. How have you been? How have comic books been? Uh, let's start with you, Brian. Yeah, uh, I've been pretty good. Kate, my darling wife, is out of town this weekend, so I've been living like an absolute animal. But other than that, <laughs> I-, I managed to pick up, I didn't even know this was coming out. I actually found it like late last night when I was looking for something to do. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow Number 1. It's uh, written by Chip Zdarsky with art, uh, pencils and inks by Pasquale Ferry, uh, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And it's a what if story. So longtime listeners, you know that I'm a, a big sucker for for what ifs. And this is also an alternate Spider-Man, which is my other uh, Achilles heel when it comes to comic books. Mm-hmm. So this is a story of what if uh, Peter Parker had decided not to give up the symbiote after he was spending his time as the black suit Spider-Man. It's a it's a real cool look into like how might Peter Parker change if he had Venom's voice in his head the way Eddie Brock does? Like how might huh. that affect his decision making? What might his what what different road might his life go down? I believe this is going to be a four issue miniseries, so it's not like a a huge commitment or anything like that. But yeah, it's uh I really liked it. Um I think that it manages to walk the line really well between having a a a darker side of a familiar character without getting too much into the hashtag edgy side of things. Right. Um, it's not it's not you know brutal for brutality's sake or violent for violence's sake. It's just uh, 
you know, Spider Spider Man, if he he took things a little farther, took things more seriously, and I I really liked issue one, so I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. If only Peter Parker were more serious, you know, isn't that, isn't that what the Doc Ock Spider Man was all about? Was like actually Doctor Octavius in Peter Parker's body, just like taking shit really seriously, and then Peter Parker was wildly successful because of it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read that stuff. I just this is what I glean from people telling me about that series. But Mike, you are the one who told me to read Superior Spider-Man. Okay, let's listen. I may have may have read the first issue and been just like, yeah, let's just blindly recommend this book. It seems good. Well, it I mean, was. come on. I read that okay, too. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, Paloma, what about you? How have you been? How have comic books been? What have you been reading? Um, I've been pretty good. I've decided that I've. I'm done trying to grow avocados from jars of water. So I've put that on pause. I saw photos of that. I think your how it just looked like your apartment was just filled with just vines. Like how <laughs> how was that okay? <laughs> um it's very much my example of could a depressed person do this? Um, <laughs> okay, okay. It's actually more so it's just in my room, luckily. Um Okay. But I was, I had a good pit yesterday when I was having an avocado and I was like, no, I'm done. I have enough. But on the com- okay. comic side of things, I had the pleasure of enjoying uh, volumes one and two of Bug Boys. And Chef Kiss. Yes, Chef Kiss. Yes. For those that haven't had the chance or the pleasure, it's about two Beetle best friends, Rhino B and Stag B, going on adventures in their little bug village and it's they have big emotions uh there's existential stuff it's also a hoot and a half the physical comedy you get from this is unmatched i feel like in most comics Mm -hmm. so i've just been just been loving that i was reading i realized i hadn't finished the first volume and i was reading it and i was like is rhino be depressed is he living with depression right now in this chapter perhaps yeah just really big stuff it's by laura netzker and i just so many different feelings the range of emotions that that i read the first volume of that book and it is just so it's such a nice book like that's i can't describe it any other way than that yeah it's beautiful art even though it's like you feel like it's simple in a sense where you're like oh i could i could draw a story like this one day mm-hmm. it's it's just so I can't recommend it enough. I feel like it's slept on currently. Like this, this should be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like it's probably one of the better. Like I, I would call it an all ages book that's out there that just really hits like from beginning to end. Definitely would recommend mm-hmm. that as well. Anything else you've been reading? I took the dive into Kuroko's basketball. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I had asked for. I was like, "What's a good?" manga to read that's finished on the shonen jump app and while i wanted to read haiku this is mostly for my break at work reading on my phone and mm-hmm. Hi- haiku is just too there's too many uh word bubbles for me to enjoy on the phone oh, yeah. so i'm just like oh, i'll yeah. have to do that on my at home so i was but i was like kuroko's basketball i think like the first few episodes years ago i hear it's great and um definitely did some late night reading too late maybe but i I had heart palpitations. My my heart was beating. I didn't know if they were going to win or not. It's, it's intense. It's definitely one of like, I think like the earlier ones were like high high key right now. Like the fandom is just huge, and they love all these boys. But I think with Kuroko's basketball, some of the side characters suffer from nearly like same face syndrome. Definitely, <laughs> just like definitely. Who, which makes sense because you have all these characters and only some of them will get spotlight or have cool tricks. But I'm like, who are you? Which team are you on? Which team am I looking at? Yeah. Um, but I am liking it. Yeah, I, I read the first two volumes of that. I thought it was really good. And then I fell into Haikyuu and I couldn't stop. So probably we'll go back and revisit that one because I know it's like a really well-loved series overall. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, uh, I guess I've been all right. I don't know if I told anybody, but I moved recently. 
I don't know. It's not like I've, I haven't talked about it at all. So it hasn't been a staple uh, in every conversation we've had for the past month and a half. Or yeah, no, no, no. Um, but no, I finally moved. Finally, a Jersey boy. Finally, it was going to make a joke about it, but I figured like it's that's it's a, a not a fun thing. So, um, yeah. So now I, I moved. I uh, got a shot in my arm yesterday, so I'm like fifty percent of the way to being close to making out with Paul. And um. Sorry, throw back to last week's episode. Sorry. Um, and um, yeah, but I did read some comic books. I managed to actually sit down in and despite all of the activity that I was involved with of moving boxes and stuff, um, I was actually able to read some books. And one of the books I read was Strange Academy number one through six. Ooh. This is written by Scotty Young with pencils by Humberto Ramos ink and inks as well. Colors by Edgar Delgado and letters by Clayton Coles. And all I can say is, are you fucking kidding me with this comic book? From from the get go, page like one or two, like we've got teens, we've got magic, we've got teens going to magic school, we've got the unlikely friends trope, we've got a mystery girl, a cool chubby kid who you're not even sure why he's there, a kid with the son of a, the kid who's a son of an evil dude, brother voodoo, Doctor Strange, Wanda Maximoff, like every single magical thing that you would want in a comic book, but all Marvel flavored is in this book, and it all takes place in New Orleans. Like, come on. It, this this book is absolutely incredible. And I will say, like, as someone who's been reading, like, a lot of comics for, you know, 10 plus years, I've never really been a huge fan of Humberto Ramos's art. And I know that for some fans of Marvel, that's like hearsay. Other people are like, hell yeah, Mike. And they, they're shooting guns in the air <laughs> excited with me. But, like, the, the art in this book is gorgeous. Every single page is so meticulously well drawn. The color work is in fucking credible. I've never seen Ramos's like work colored so well um and i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm guessing that like delgado and ramos have worked together in the past but something about this book it is just spectacular scotty young's writing like I'd, i haven't really read much of scotty young um i've only ever seen his like little baby covers that he does but um his writing in this book is spot on every single character feels super unique and while he is like hammering on some like kind of going to school tropes i think like from beginning to end you fall in love with every little all of the main characters of this book and just reading through the first arc which i from i was looking on uh league of comic geeks it took like took like a year and some change for this book to come out um just the first six issues um it's 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 incredible like you really really love every single one of these characters and like this reminds me of the the new x-men academy x book that came out a long long time ago um like I know that that book has its problems and people in the X community are just like whatever about it. But I think that that book, like you, you fall in love with all these little like teenage kids and you really just want to follow them forever. You don't even care what book they're in. And that's how I feel about every single person in this series. So um, if you haven't had a chance, I think the first volume of this book is out. Everyone should go read it. Um, or it, there's that Marvel sale that was going on. If you happen to listen to this on Patreon, that's going on. to like the 19th. Um, on Comixology, you can get all these books for like 50% off or something. This is super worth it, worth every penny to spend on it, and um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, that that's the one book I read this week. Uh, and I, the other book I did read, I do want to talk about, is um, BL Metamorphosis Volume 4. This is by Kaori Tutsurtani. I, I can... Amazing. So, but, butchering the last name, apologies. But this book yeah paloma i think you you've talked about this maybe on an episode of one of your shows before yeah um this book is so nice like i i said that before you know about bug boys like this book Mm -hmm. is is just so truly heartwarming and it is the most slice of life book you could ever read i mean the description of the series is this yuki ichinoi a 75 year old woman lonely after the death of her husband comes across a bl manga aka boys love manga in the bookstore one day and buys it out of curiosity this catches the attention of one of the bookstore clerks urara urara sayama a 17 year old high school student in a in a fujoshi with no friends i don't know what that word means uh guessing that's someone who reads a lot of bl books i believe so yeah uh, as Ichinoi returns to buy more BL manga, the two develop an odd friendship despite their 58-year-old age gap. It, it, and like you might say, like who wants to read a book about this? I never would have thought that I would have loved this book, but I read this for a book club a while back, and I think I've talked about it on the show as well. But this volume in particular is so nice because, as we've seen this the, the previous three volumes, the friendship between Yuki and Irora have has grown tremendously and you see them both being anxious out of care for each other this this constant back and forth as we get between the two perspectives of should i call her am i talking to her too often you know coming from both sides it's just 
it feels so true to life and it feels like you know you re- they really really do care about each other but they don't want to be annoyances to each other because their lives are so different yeah i i i can't express how much i love this book and i definitely don't think it's for everybody if you just want something that's really down to earth like extremely down to earth that will just kind of leave you sitting kind of feeling nice and calm and relaxed this book is it like there's just like if there was calming music that played behind the, the every page turn of this book it would make absolute sense so yeah i really love just like how much this book like celebrates the mundanities of daily life while also treating it with like super high regard you know like the things that the characters in this book are trying to achieve are things that you and i would try to achieve in real life and it's it's so nice just to kind of see this book take that and turn it into an actual very well like played out story so yeah, highly recommend this book. Can't talk about it enough. In fact, I'm I'm like going to make someone like when this series finishes or something, I think I'm going to do that like a book series because I just love it so much. I, I got to say, I do relate very hard to the I really like you and don't want to bother you uh, <laughs> side of things. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's like a core part of like the first volume <laughs> is like that both of them wanting to talk to each other and hang out and stuff, but they neither of them want to bother each other a lot because they're like, oh, am I texting too much? Am I emailing too often? Um, it's really sweet um overall but yeah let's you know let's move on though but let's talk about comic books that are coming out because i think everybody in the discord chat is listening live ircbpodcast.com slash discord get in come hang out with us on sundays they want to know what we're excited for this upcoming week so let's just jump right into things i'm going to kick it right back to paloma because comic books are coming out on april 21st 2021 what are you excited for this upcoming week i'm very stoked for jana and the impossible monsters number two it's by chris samney and his partner laura samney um so they're Whoa. yeah <laughs> so they're co-writing it and then chris does the art and uh this is garner's like it's in the all ages section mm-hmm. um and it's about two sisters in like a fantastical like fantasy world and how they like lose each other and their dad i think in the sense where they get transported and separated via some sort of catastrophe and we don't know if they're alive or not but um the art is just amazing i was looking at an interview and chris was like i'm normally drawing like action scenes because he does the art for firepower that robert kirkman series that's that's why i was so surprised because i can't believe that this book is coming out alongside that other book like that's crazy yeah, it's so different. He draws so much like his scenery. I was I was shocked. Like I love Chris Samney as an artist. I think he draws superheroes and just like fight scenes so so well. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. uh I was like these trees are amazing. And like it's cool to see him draw like <laughs> sisters and like a in a fantasy world and not just like some random rundown like city or something mm-hmm. so i'm very very excited for that and what's cool is their partners and they kind of base the sisters and their relationship it's a rainbow's the older sister and then there's jonna the younger sister off of like their three kids and how they interact so it's pretty neat Oh, okay i'm very excited for that yeah just looking at the covers of this like this book looks super exciting i i just like chris samney's art it's so incredible. It's it's amazing to know that he's he's doing another book alongside that Firepower book. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. What about you, Brian? What are you excited for this week? Uh, my pick for this week is uh, Alien Number Two, or as I like to call it, the "Fuck You, Nick White" special. Because um, <laughs> I liked Alien Number One, and I'm going to okay. die on that hill. <laughs> This is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with pencils and inks by Salvador Salvador LaRocca, uh, colors by Guru EFX, and letters by Clayton Coles. Um, I do see like what Nick was saying about the art in in number one. Um, there, there, it, it gets almost uncanny valley with the faces on some of these mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the backgrounds and like the creature art especially like once we start seeing xenomorphs i think is absolutely phenomenal and i think that it it more than outweighs any any issues i might have with the human characters because i don't know about you but i don't really go to an alien book to see the human characters i am uh i am here to see 
aliens. Uh, Nick wants to know what I have to say about the sexy xenomorph lady in the first issue, uh, mm-hmm. and I have to say mm-hmm. no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hey, one, um, one thing that Nick and I do agree on, though, is that there there is a really interesting story being set up in the first mm-hmm. issue. I like that we have sort of two mysteries because there is a, a current mystery of going on, which is, you know, what is Waylon Yutani doing on this uh, Epsilon research research station? Uh, but we also have this this mystery of why is this character, uh, Gabriel Cruz, uh, sort of our, our main human character? Why is he uh, why is he so traumatized by whatever he saw, quote, in the dark? And we get little bits of his therapy sessions with a bishop android. Uh, as they sort of talk through it and i think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how these these two mysteries kind of inform one another because i'm sure that it's going to be something about how you know this this evil that he faced in the past is now come back to to visit itself on the present Uh, Hmm. but i'm really excited to see see how it goes gotcha well, you know, everyone is entitled to their opinion, except Nick. You know, so I'm <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I, you know, so like, you know, it, it's interesting to see that you guys have had such drastically different, I think, reactions to this book. I mean, you know, the internet's all over the place with it. I think it's skewing a bit more negative, but you know, a good story can make up for troublesome art, I guess. Well, I, I guess I, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are after the second issue, you know, because the first issue, you know, you never can really tell with some of these books. I'll tell um, you, Mike, so- I've gone too deep, too hard. I, I can't acknowledge if it's bad. Okay. okay. I will. Right. I will have to say it's good, even if I hate it. My pride is on the line now. <laughs> You know what? I, I have to respect that. Um, well, I guess before I get into my pick for this week, I want to shout out some of the folks on Discord who gave me some picks. Um, Danny said his pick was Way of X number one. Saint said his pick was Many Deaths of Layla Star. Stephanie's pick was Monstrous number three. And I don't know if I got a pick from Nick, so we're just not going to announce it. I'm going to say it's Alien number two. Nick just was, to make uh, him haha number four. Oh, okay. Haha number four, sure. Uh, yeah, he's very mad in the Discord chat right now. Uh <laughs> Um, I guess uh, let me talk about my pick early pick. I am very excited for many deaths. Like I was going to pick way of X number one, but then I saw this book, many deaths of Layla star. Number one, this is written by Ram V with art by Felipe Andrade. Uh, the, some, the basic summer summation of this book seems to be with humanity on the verge of discovering immortality. The avatar of death is fired with regulated or fired and regulated to the world below to live out her now finite days in the body of a 20 something Layla star in Mumbai. I don't even know what that's even going to be about, but I, I can't not pick up this book with that description. Ram V, first off, like I, every single book I've read, read written by them has been a banger, like hands down, especially Infidel, These Savage Shores, like, come on, Ram V is not messing around. And the art that I've seen from um, Andrade seems to be like out of this world, really stylistic, but very exciting nonetheless. Some of the preview pages I've seen for this book alone look just out of this world, and I'm so here for it. So Many Desolated Star looks to be crazy and exciting, and I'm all for that. I mean, really, this is the kind of like exciting stuff that I want to read when it comes to comic books, which leads right into today's topic. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what makes us the most excited about reading comic books. And I'll tell you, seeing Ram V's name on a book is one of those things, but there are many, many other things as well. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, that's what we're getting into. This week on I Read Comic Book, we're talking about what makes us the most excited about reading comic books. I mean, everything and anything. But before we get into that, I need to issue a an update because I'm a, a dingus and I messed up a credit. I don't know why I got it in my head that Ram V wrote Infidel. Uh, he didn't. Uh, I That's Pornsec Pichere, uh, I think is his name. I was thinking for some reason of blue and green. I don't know how I got those two conv- confused. I know they both came out from Image. They both have absolutely beautiful, terrifying cover art. I think that might have been it. But when I, when I said Infidel earlier, I meant blue and green. Fantastic book. Everybody should go read that book. But anyways, that being said, let's get into things that make us excited about comic books. I don't think it's messing up credits on books. I think it's probably... <laughs> 
other things. Uh, so I guess, Brian, let's, let's just start with you. You know, what's something that really gets you excited about reading comic books? Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned miscrediting people, but I do mm-hmm. think that like the team on a book is definitely a big thing that will get me excited for it. Like, yeah. And I, and I don't know like a lot about creators in the industry. Like I don't, I don't follow as closely as I know a lot of our listeners do. Mm-hmm. Um, but even I, even I, like if I'm in the shop and I see that this book was written by Kieran Gillen, or I see that like Fiona Staples did the art, I mean, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me as well. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, mostly when I pick stuff up, it's purely based on, oh, this looks neat, but occasionally yeah. I do actually read the credits page. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, will pretty much follow, you know, creators between books. I think, you know, I think the more comic books you re- you read, you know, the more you start to figure out, oh, this creator actually did a bunch of books that I really, really liked. And then you start to look for their name. And I mean, a lot of the times, like Danny in our chat said that one of the big things that gets him sucked in is rad cover art. And I think that's what gets a lot of people sucked into comic books to start is like a really interesting cover. Because I know that that's what like grabs my eye and then i'll start to page through a book and and see like oh is this for me um but i'm also like like i just did this earlier today i placed an order with a local comic book shop just because of the creator names right like ed brubaker and sean phillips it's our go-to recommendation or go to like creator team that we talk about here um but you know anytime those guys are doing something i'm like yeah give it to me i don't even need to know what it's about let's just do it um so i totally get that idea uh, paloma do you do you have that same kind of thing oh yeah it's just a lot of like writers and artists will like do like their non big two books. Like they'll continue to be like a team and do like mini series and like limited series together, which I absolutely love. We love like a good reunion, mm-hmm. but I will say to like that limited series, I think is like a great avenue to get like writers and artists that you love and follow from like maybe big two books or even image books, but then they're doing like something like shorter and really what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I've I've really, really been digging. Like that's been a good pull in for me lately. Like um, Far Sector. Oh my um, gosh. It has NK <laughs> Jemison writing and she's like a major, like prolific, I'd say like modern sci-fi writer, like novel mm-hmm. writer. And then Jamal Campbell, who like really drew me in with Naomi by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll, I'll read any comic that these two work on now. Right. And, and when you get them paired up, it's like, yeah. okay, so like the, the stars have aligned today for me to read this comic book for 12 issues. Yes. I absolutely agree. That book is far and away probably one of the best comics I've read in a long time from DC. To, to fully go on a quick tangent, uh, mm-hmm. if you are into novels at all, uh, N.K. Jemison did uh, The City We Became which is mm. a very cool urban fantasy novel about um, it's about these people who essentially become the, the avatars for the boroughs of New York city. Wow. And they okay. have to uh, defend the city against like a, basically some kind of like eldritch outside threat. Uh, I don't want to cool. give too much away, but it, it's a lot of fun. And I think especially like, if you're if you're from New York or if you love New York as a city, uh, I think that it will have even even more of a special meaning there. That's yeah. so freaking cool. I, yeah, man, I, I, that's been on my to read list for a long time. But as someone who lives in New York, you know, I should probably pick that <laughs> book up. Uh, uh, you don't live in New York anymore, jackass. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> listen all right uh yeah no that's i mean but yeah nk jemison i think like is incredible writer and like to see their work you know being celebrated across prose work and in comic books Mm -hmm. it's 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 really great to see um and i think that you know if you if you haven't had a chance to read far sector that's going to be like the hottest collected edition in the next you know two or three years like i'm talking probably going to be more more prolific than like Miracle Man or or uh, or excuse me Mr. Miracle or like The Vision like Tom King get the fuck out of here it's NK Jemison's time now <laughs> it's time to go uh, buddy yeah but yeah I I totally agree you know like the the following creators thing is a big deal you know like especially when you know when it comes to like OGNs like I don't know about you guys mm, but mm-hmm. I'm addicted to just like okay Box Brown's writing a book all right count me in you know yes. uh, uh Lisa not, or Lucy Nisley's writing a book. Count me mm-hmm. in. You know, I'm I'm at that point with a lot of creators where if they're doing an OGN, like it doesn't matter. I'm just going to pick it up because their take on things, their art style is something that really really sucks me in. 
and uh, yes so i guess uh sorry i'm looking at our chat danny says that i hate new york and it's uh <laughs> wow it's quite something uh i will i guess uh, one thing that really gets me is you know like uh you know fresh ideas like and you know paloma i think to your point like that that mini series kind of thing or limited series kind of thing where someone's like i've got a short story to tell i want to get in on it like i'm totally all for that because it's not a huge like financial commitment not yeah. not every single book needs to be ongoing and like it allows i think creators to explore new ideas more rapidly mm-hmm. and i'm all for that you know like zach thompson and lonnie nadler are creators that um I follow pretty closely because they do a lot of limited series. Like here's a five issue run here. Or here's a five issue run there. And they're not trying to tell these like world changing, massive stories that span decades. They're just like, I got five issues in me for this story. And I think that you're going to enjoy it. And I think that that's something that I wish comic books would try to do more of. Um, and you know, they do unintentionally when books just get canceled after six or seven <laughs> or eight issues. Yeah. Um, but you know, like having an actual beginning middle and end for a series i think is is really respectful and again that's why i like ogns a lot because they're kind of one and done and i i realize that there's probably like a lot more creative effort that goes into it but the seeing a lot of just rapid fresh ideas get, keeps me excited about comic books keeps me wanting to try things because if it's an even if it's an unknown creative team if i see oh five issue miniseries i'm on board you know yeah yeah being able to look at it and say that you know like well uh, even if this is even if this turns out to be bad, I'm only on the hook for five issues and right. at least I will get a, an entire story. It won't just like end after an issue one day. I think mm-hmm. that's a, that is a, a huge up, upside. Yeah, I definitely like that. And then to what Brian, Brian's pick earlier of Spider-Man, Sp- Spider-Shadow? Uh, yeah, Shadow of the Spider. Shadow of the Spider. That Spider-Shadow. Sounds... No, you're oh. right. I'm wrong about the thing that I chose. <laughs> it's cool, like, limited series now for, like, big two books. It's, like, a great entry point for what-ifs. Mm-hmm. Like, Spider-Man life story. I-, I really like that. I liked seeing Spider-Man age, like, with as time went by. Mm-hmm. I think that was, like, Chip-, Chip Zdarsky wrote it, and Mark Brooks did the art. Um, and it was cool seeing Spider-Man like that. I was like, I love Spider-Man, but I don't follow his ongoing title. So it was nice to like hang out with Peter Parker again for a little bit in like a cool new setting. Right. And it's it's especially interesting when, you know, big two books do those miniseries because, you know, to your point, like being able to just kind of check in on like a character that you like, but you don't want to necessarily dedicate every single month to reading um, is definitely really nice. Like I, I really enjoy that that limited series style of things when it comes to that, just to like get a little bit of taste of what's going on with Peter Parker, even if it's not specifically continuity related. Yeah, and well, it's super nice, too, because a lot of the the main continuity books like. I don't want to say that Spider-Man is formulaic, but if you pick up a Spider-Man book, you generally know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. But seeing uh, seeing something like this, uh, this uh, Zdarsky book you're talking about is, is a great opportunity to explore. Like, well, what if we got to see Spider-Man as an adult instead of a perpetual man boy? <laughs> um, not that I don't love him as a perpetual man boy. I yeah, do think yeah, that's yeah. delightful, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I I definitely feel the same way. I I, I love a, I love a good what if, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and I think that comics in general explore that that possibility so much more than any other medium. You 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 might get the occasional uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" episode of a TV show, or you know, like what if said character never moved to town or, mm-hmm. or what have you. But comics do that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. But they also have uh, a lot of comics are centered less around a, a character and more around a, a mantle. Like a, a, a Spider-Man comic doesn't have to be about Peter Parker. It can be about Miles Morales or it can be about some alternate universe version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool because you get the same basic character, but you get to see how a, a different person with a different experience would approach it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Jaime Reyes is a much different blue beetle than Ted Cord, and, you know, Jane Foster as Thor is, is worlds different from the God of Thunder himself. Right. Yeah. I mean that, and that kind of leads into something that I, I really enjoy about comic books and keeps me excited about them, you know, is that reading stories that 
offer different perspectives. Like, you know, I, I don't think that I would have had a, such a, a better, I wouldn't have had any real understanding of someone like who uses different pronouns than, than like he, him, you know, she, her, um, had I not read the genderqueer book that uh, Mayo Kebabi oh, did, yes. you know, like, and that's a wonderful book, not to just, because I, you know, as someone who is, is a straight white man, and you know, I've talked about this on the show before, that book was really eye-opening for me to understand like why someone wants to use those types of pronouns and why that's really important to them and why like it's important to respect people who use different pronouns and stuff. And, you know, to, to teach empathy through different perspectives, through a comic book, through storytelling, um, I think is, is fantastic. And it makes me excited to try new books like that home number one that came out very recently, Mm -hmm. you know, like that book slapped me in the face with how, how on the nose and how like, I don't know, apt it was in terms of explaining like how hard it is for people who are seeking asylum in the United States and how they're being treated today. Not to say that I didn't believe the news or anything like that, but to, you know, read it in a, in a fiction story really hammers home some of the points that, um, you know, that you see every day on the news. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see people writing stories from those types of perspectives, you know, like to, to go back to far sector, you know, to, to talk about, uh, the main character of that book, whose name is, is escaping me right now. Um, yeah, Joe, you know, to see her coming in as a, a black woman and, you know, t- having to deal with this police brutality on another planet where, like, everything should be different and things should be different, you know, um, because people live in space and everything should be a little bit more advanced. And to have it, like, come down to, like, oh, no, this is all still there. Like, everything that she escaped from Earth is still mm-hmm. there and, you know, in this new planet, like... It's a it's a it's really powerful. And I think that like, you know, the fact that DC's publishing a book that is extremely like on the nose with that stuff, not trying to hide it away with metaphor and stuff is yeah. is really, really important. And it keeps me excited about books because they're trying to inform their readers, um, you know, like these are the things that are happening right now and you should be educated about them. And these are the perspectives, you know, that are, are important to, to read about, because if you don't have if you don't read about them and understand them, how can you have empathy for them? If you're trying to ignore the news and stuff like that, I think it's and it keeps me excited to try to find more books like that of people just, you know, not just talking about like things in politics, but just getting like different perspectives than who I am, because you can read a thousand and one books about, you know, people who look like me, but to read books about people who aren't like me at all, you know, um, is, is always really exciting to me just to better understand, you know, our fellow human beings, you know? Yeah. And getting it through, I mean, comics but also just like fiction in general really gives you a way to empathize with a character in a, a more personal way than, than you might uh, just on the, on the news, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, because it's one thing to intellectually understand these concepts, but to actually, you know, like he- hearing about, um, internment japanese internment camps in your history class is one thing but when you actually read uh is it they called us enemy yeah. right mm-hmm. uh to actually read that gives you such a more personal more visceral experience with it um it helps helps put the the horror of that experience into context definitely but you know it's all it's not all <laughs> constant seriousness you know about educating yourself i I don't read to like that you know push us in that direction i just um that is one thing that does keep me excited about reading comics because i think that to the point of you know comic books can try a lot of different things i think comic books has have the option to be able to tell those different stories where on tv or in movies or in other mediums it's it's a lot harder to get those past whatever network executives and blah 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 exist out there Mm -hmm. when someone can just release a book on you know gum and gum road or or itch or something like that and just say hey this is my comic book you should pay me a dollar for it or four dollars or ten dollars you know um that that's really really exciting like this medium offers so many opportunities for that and the reason I bring that up is because Paloma, in your notes, you said you were talking to talk about Piao Studios. Oh yes. Um, and I, that's that publishing company makes me very excited. But I want to hear your take on it first. Yeah. So Piao is oof, wherever Stockholm is, maybe is where they're based out <laughs> of. Um, and they're a pretty small like publisher, but they, in their like mission, like they try to put artists and like creators out there that you've never seen before like so many artists that I've never heard of they might have like an online following for sure and I'm just like in awe a lot of people will do like what looks like just like pencil artwork and pages and scans 
other people do like amazing like digital artwork but um mm-hmm. the the first book that i think really blew me away by them was funky town i'll have to look to see who the creator is but it was just a very weird story and i was like someone wanted to make this a comic and they did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like such a variety of work some of them are very personal there is a story by jane mai and it's called piao for and it stands for Pretty Embarrassing Otaku Weekend. And it goes from, like, <laughs> little, like, comics of her, like, what it's like to table at conventions. And then the art style changes, and it's her getting ready to meet Inio Asano, who wrote Goodnight Poon Poon and a bunch of other stuff at, is it TCAF? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's her dealing with, like, anxiety in like a mental disorder as she's like trying to get ready to prepare to meet a cool creator Mm -hmm. it's it's just an amazing publisher right now one of my favorite things by them that i think they started this newfound anthology trend that the big two are doing but oh yeah they're doing x mag which is like a an anthology graphic novel that's been coming out there's three now with a different theme and the latest theme i haven't read it yet is dark fantasy just pretty sick the previous that's one, exciting yeah oh yeah and these ones like these artists all look new to me but uh the previous one was paranormal romance and they even got um leslie hung of snot girl fame to do a short story hell yeah but it's publishers like that who are like putting like works out by creators i've never seen that are doing such fresh things with the medium like People's panel work is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've I've grabbed a couple books from Piao and I'm always like flabbergasted at just the way that all these different artists approach things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, for if you're reading a book that's published by any publisher, like any major publisher, top 10, you know, um, publisher, it's, you know, you, c- you kind of know what to expect when it comes to like sequential comics. And that's that's fine. And there is literally nothing wrong with that. But there's so much more experimentation going on in these smaller c- publishers like Piao and uh, a handful of others that are that exist out there that do like digital only work or they do like super limited print run like short box is another yes. one that i really really enjoyed i backed one of their kickstarters and like every single book was so drastically different and one of them just like floored me and it was really really simple like black and white with little sparings of color and i was so blown away by the book itself for only being like 40 or 50 pages you know i feel like that emotional resonance that you get like the rawness that you get out of some of these publishers is so incredible and it it makes me really want to seek out more publishers like that or more creators who are just putting out like really experimental work because yeah. like I, I you know not to say that I'm bored with like your standard, you know, comic book, but like sometimes you just want a little bit of a different taste, you know? Yeah. And I think that these publishers really, really offer that kind of stuff for people. So like I highly encourage people to, you know, spend a buck, see what you get, you know. Um, I think that, you know, things like Panel Syndicate that that uh Brian K. Vaughn and Mar- Mar- Martin uh what's his name uh martin i think are doing like that that whole thing of pay what you want for these comic books is a really interesting way to approach digital first comic books that aren't going through a major publisher and end up with like an independent publishing thing and i feel like their stuff is is kind of experimental it's kind of your standard comics but like to see like bigger name creators like this trying that kind of stuff is very very exciting and i think like that that is like the this is me getting out of my soapbox that is like the future of comic books in a lot of ways you know as we continue to publish more and more you know print costs are only going to go up but digital distribution is going to go up but it's not going to go up at nearly as fast of a rate so um yeah that kind of stuff also gets me very very excited that's kind of funny because i'm i I also am going to take it in the exact opposite direction Um, another reason i get excited about comics is to see things i've seen before uh, Brian, <laughs> uh, I, I I get a lot of uh, tie-ins to existing media in my comic books. Mm. Okay, you no, know, I've I've been following uh, at least one of the Star Wars comics ever since Marvel picked them up. I've had at mm-hmm. least one Star Wars book in my pull list. Uh, currently, it's Doctor Afra, um, which I'm embarrassed to say I've bought like 
eight or nine issues of now and have read the first issue of of the current <laughs> run of Dr. Afra. I have a pile on my my bookshelf just staring at me when I go to bed every night. We all do that. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I also have, uh, you know, like the alien book that Nick and I were fighting about earlier. But, you know, also the uh, the alien dead orbit book, the the James Stokoe joint oh, from man. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that one was phenomenal. And I've also been loving the uh, the Life is Strange video game tie-in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I fell in love with those characters. And these comics are a way to have more adventures with them. And I know that for a lot of people, the fact that, you know, like, well, what's con- what's canon? Because the, if the comics say this, but then the movie says that, you know, what? How does that work together? And it doesn't. But <laughs> I've been a Star Wars fan since infancy. Like I'm used to that. Things uh, things contradict each other all the time, and that's just a uh, you just gotta get a hold both in your head. <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, you're you're getting more of a property that you enjoy. Yeah. And you know, I'm not trying to say that like there's only one way to enjoy things because like, you know, seeking out like new experimental like small press stuff is one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like Spider-Man gets me excited. You know, like yeah. amazing or or Star Wars makes me really want to keep reading comic books because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, as long as you're reading comic books, I don't give a fuck. Like, just keep <laughs> reading comic books, please. God, keep reading comic books. That's all that I want you to do. You know, and I'm, I'm saying that to anybody who's listening, you yeah. know, as long as you're reading comic books, that's what's important. And, um, and yeah. And you don't have to just be one person like you can yeah you can like existing tie-ins and you can love spider-man and you can love going out and finding experimental stuff there's no yeah there's no wrong way to do it absolutely yeah i mean i i but i'm right there with you you know because i'm i pick up like every time there's a sale like comiXology sale i'm always buying the star wars books because like ain't nobody got room for all those star wars books at home <laughs> no but i definitely want to read all of them you know um and so you know i i, I pile onto that because something clicked in my brain when a force awakens came out and i said you know what i love star wars more than almost any franchise in the world and uh you know i'm i'm not on the same level as you and kara i i won't try to get to that brian but you didn't, you didn't <laughs> record a 10 ish 10 episode miniseries about it yeah i didn't do that but i <laughs> I but I still really love you know the franchise so like I I totally get that and those books you know for for however good or bad they can be like they still make me excited they still make me want to keep reading you know more comic books in general um which like to to just go like on a hard left turn I don't know Paloma if you feel the same way I don't want to like just leave you out of this are there any big comic books like big licenses that keep you excited about comics um I've pulled away a little bit now from this but I remember and I love how like comics can continue like a comic series or a TV series, most notably mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the creator's curse now, but like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like you're, you're continuing Ooh. the series. And yeah. I thought that was cool as heck. And um, they also rebooted Buffy for the modern age, but in comic format. Um, so like she has a smartphone and all that jazz and mm-hmm. the characters <laughs> traits are a little different, but I, I was very stoked for that. Like, I think it's really cool how properties like Star Wars is going to like be movies in some capacity for forever, I'd imagine. But it's mm-hmm, cool mm-hmm. to see like comics tell those stories in that universe. So I'm, I'm a big fan of like that keeps me excited, too. I just don't think there's anything right now that I'm following. Gotcha. But also for like like manga and anime, I feel like is sustained Ooh. by people. <laughs> this is this is what I was gonna turn in. I was oh. gonna turn left on in the conversation was like manga also makes me like wanna like very excited about comic books constantly, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's taken me maybe a, a a bit too long to really get into it. But now that I'm into like reading manga regularly. Uh, it's a part of my like daily comic habit, you know, like if I'm not checking out single issues or graphic novels or whatever, like a Western comics, I'm digging into manga in some capacity. And that like keeps me constantly reading. Like I've already looked at my my comics read for this year and I'm almost almost halfway caught up to what I read entirely last year because of manga. Amazing. And I read all of One Piece last year. So like, 
scary. It, it, and the, a lot of it is like Dragon Ball, Hikaru no Go, and like mm-hmm. these big like manga series that are just super duper exciting. And I mean, they're they're huge titles when it comes to manga. But then like getting used to that reading style has gotten me into stuff like BL Metamorphosis yeah. and, you know, other smaller publisher or I guess less popular stuff in America. Um, that's still very, very good. Um, so yeah, I, but Paloma, I know you were, you were trying to tangent into that as well. Like manga still get, keeps you excited about comic books. Yeah, it, it really does. I don't know if it's just like U S audiences or like translators and publishers are more like, Oh, maybe Maybe we can branch out from the same like three styles of manga we've been translating because <laughs> yeah. like and maybe there's like more publishers now too for manga, but mm-hmm. it's just so good the scene right now. I've definitely talked about this on my fix- fictionality podcast, but we we love us a food comic and there's so much food mm-hmm, manga yes. that keeps me excited. Like that keeps me excited about new comics. The manga scene Delicious is so good. Yes. <laughs> yes i'm never gonna stop talking about that book guys in my head i was just like mike if you say delicious and dungeon i swear to god <laughs> check your bingo cards folks yep. but yeah i think we're just getting like a wider variety of like what's being translated mm-hmm. over here i think maybe a creative boom is probably happening over in japan as well because it's good For stuff sure. that's come out like mm-hmm. in the past three years or so and yeah. The Shonen Jump app, uh, that's a game changer. For sure. That mm-hmm. is a game changer. For sure. To have manga on. And it's like not all the manga, but it's like prolific, perennial, if I'm using that word right, series just like on this app. Yeah. like I mean, like I said, I've been able to read two major series from Japan, you mm-hmm. know, Dragon Ball and Hikaru no Go and like those are big books yeah right and they're completely done and there are plenty of other completed series on that app and that's like when I need to if I want to sit down for an hour I'd be like hey let's get through 10 or 20 chapters of this manga like why not but but to your point before you know as far as publishing is concerned like I don't know what happened but Seven Seas and Yen Press and Kodansha like exploded in the United States and I know that part of that is thanks to like Black Butler becoming a pretty popular book uh, Attack on Titan and Fairy Tale becoming pretty popular books in the United States and those are not published by Viz and Shonen Jump or, or by in Sheshua so like those I think those books allowed the those companies to say, hey, maybe we can try some of our maybe not as massively popular books here in the United States. And that's how we end up getting things like Witch Hat Atelier yes. and Delicious in Dungeon and BL Metamorphosis coming out from these publishers um, that are probably not as near, nearly as popular, but they're still selling. They're still doing well mm-hmm. enough. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting to see that like you know readers especially you know people like us a little little bit older but still really into comic books wanting to branch out and try these types of books and i mean this isn't even touching on like the 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 bl stuff that potentially could be coming over from japan and that's being created Mm -hmm. here in the united states as a response to that and um a lot of the romance stuff that's also coming out that i haven't read any a lot of but i know is pretty prolific as you know readers have gotten a little bit older and want something that's either a little bit more spicy (laughs) or something that is just a change of pace from your standard battle shown in manga, you know? Yeah, that's that's very real. And I, I also feel like with the new or like manga that's like just very different coming over stateside, I feel like people around our age are now like getting into their comic careers. And so you see how their influence from manga is like coming out into their creative work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just very into it. Like whether it's like art style or storytelling, I feel like I can see like, a lot of artists who are influenced from manga growing up in like the smaller press scene, like the Piao scene. Mm-hmm. It's just cool to see that all coming together. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's funny. I, I, and I don't know if this is just like, this is how stories are told or this is like, maybe people are reading a lot more manga these days and therefore they're using some of the like beats of those manga mm-hmm. books. But when you read things like fence, yes. um, you know, you're like, <laughs> Oh wait, this is just a Western manga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um or but there but there have been other books that i've read you know like uh uh, i don't want to 
there's a couple books you know like i feel like some of kirkman's stuff has mm-hmm. like a very shonen feel to it especially his more recent stuff okay. um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that like it's just it's interesting to see those sim- similar story beats kind of fall into western books and see them become popular because of that and i think that allows you know readers to say oh well if you like fence you should check out Haiku, um, yeah. or you should check out kuroko's basketball and i know you have to kind of read it you know right to left instead of left to right but it's got the same kind of feeling and same kind of hype and people are like hold on a second i can there's how many chapters of this i can read this <laughs> how many volumes of this and with like this binge i you know binging mentality mm-hmm. that i think people have and they're like i only want to read a completed series you're like here here's 40 volumes of this basketball <laughs> manga enjoy you know that, yeah. I think that's that's really exciting to me because it's more people branching out and trying new books and yeah i think that that's that's it i mean I, that, that's another thing that makes me excited i don't know but I guess like if I had to say like my final point on this, the thing that keeps me the most excited about comic books is talking to other people about comic books. Yes. If only because like one, we have this podcast that is strictly started because I wanted to talk to my friends about comic books. And now we have like this discord server and we have, you know, people that we're friends with on Twitter and on, on Goodreads. Like it's, it's insane how much enjoyment I get out of, hearing people's people profess their love about a certain book something that i maybe would have never considered and then i pick it up and i go oh holy shit this is actually really really good mm-hmm. and it turns out like i don't know like eight times out of ten four out of five usually those recommendations are good like i i'm usually not turned off by people's recommendations of books so that keeps me really excited just the idea that there's always more that i could be reading and that like people out there have different tastes and can recommend me things that i maybe wouldn't have tried in the past you know and that's how i found plenty in hundreds of books over the years is just people saying hey i read this thing you should try it and i'm like fuck i actually really love you know delicious in dungeon i never would have picked that book up if someone hadn't you know recommended it to me so that always keeps me excited. I mean, Paloma, Brian, you guys have known me for years and mm-hmm. years. Like, I love talking about comic books with people. So, like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel the same. Obviously, you're here, but that's because I threatened both of you before we started <laughs> recording, right? Yeah, Mike has some <laughs> pictures on me. <laughs> uh no i was just gonna say uh i'm kind of like a dog when it comes to recommendations. Like, I might not understand the words you're saying, but I know your tone of voice. And if you're excited, I'm going to get excited with you. Like, uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, just be excited to route your book. Sorry. Go ahead, Paloma. Oh, um, I was going to say that I very much love talking about comics and hearing what people are reading. I like telling people what I like to read since I, even if I didn't get paid to do it, like mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. a friend will come in when I'm like off the clock or we'll just, we're just hanging out, not even a comic book store. And they're like, Oh, maybe I'll just go in when you're working and I can ask, you know, I was like, no, I, I want to talk about it off the clock. This is, this is my life. Right. right. I want to talk about comic books. So I, th- I think it's great. I feel like maybe like half of like my favorite books from like the past year that I was like, these are my top books of 2020. I think we're like mm-hmm. based off of recommendations or just like, having a spitball of about like manga or like new like single issue series and i'm just like whoa i'll I'll check this out and they delivered yeah i mean that's a that's a great feeling too is like i i mean the the whole thing that i always i've struggled with for a really long time is like i just want to know a lot of people who are all reading the same book so we can talk about it you know (laughs) and it's it's really you know it's fun like to do things like our goodreads reading challenge or like we did this manga read along series where we read through all of hikata no go and like it was really cool to be able to just like week after week jump in and talk about a book that like we're all up to date on where said we're going to read this thing and i know that's what book clubs are for and stuff but um it always makes me excited to actually do episodes and talk to people actively for like 30 or 40 minutes about a book and like how much we loved it or in rare cases, how much we hated it. Um, just to like have that sense of camaraderie and that like it's exciting to find a book that everybody likes together and we can go, oh my gosh, we can celebrate it because it's I feel like when it comes to comic books, like people's reading, you know, it's very diverse and people are reading all sorts of different things. Like even just the three of us on this show, we had so many different things that we and books that we like. Um, 
to be able to find that like unifying crossover point is like a wonderful magical thing where we call go yeah that book's really good even if it's just a, like a recognition for two seconds that is really really exciting but the fact that we do have all of these very diverse like reading habits and stuff is also a really exciting thing because it means that it's we're, we're having interesting conversations telling each other about the different things that we're all reading um, and that, that keeps me excited like week after week coming back to the show and just as being a comic book reader in general, it makes me really, really excited. So I just want to let you guys know this whole episode is going to be about me and what makes me excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Welcome to the bike rapping show with Mike. Rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess I don't know. Did you guys have any any final thoughts here about like what keeps you excited and what makes you the most excited about comic books? I do really think it's the forever spitball of like, what have you been reading lately? What's getting mm-hmm. you hype? Oh, you have to check out this book that I just picked up. The art's amazing. It truly is like what you were saying. Like it's it's the camaraderie, whether it's like, I've never heard of this before, or I'm super excited to see everyone picking up Invincible because I've been a fan of that series for forever. Yeah. I was like I like finally caught up to it and like was getting the single issues. So it's it's stuff like that. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree. Well, cool. I guess um to wrap things up, I guess paloma where can people find you on the internet if they want to ask you your comic book recommendations or where can they listen to you chat online oh yes i'm on a podcast called fictionality um so it's the word fictional and then tea like you drink and i think our at is just at fictionality you could also just ask me on twitter my at is paloma deer deer like the animal i love talking about comic books and manga I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we had you on the show. This is great. We're going to have to have you come back. Heck I say that yeah. to everybody. It's going to happen. Heck yeah. But thank you so much for your time. This is really, really fun, Paloma. Thank you for having me. I, I had a blast. Well, I, you know, if you guys want to, you can also follow Brian and I on Twitter. You can follow Brian at Brianhead. You can follow me at Mike Rappin. And you can follow the show at IRCB Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. This episode first aired on Patreon and is possible because of our wonderful patrons. You can join us there today for exclusive series like the IRCB Movie Club, Saga of Saga, and many more. You can join there at patreon.com slash IRCB podcast. And if you haven't already, please rate and view our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars. We work hard for it. Uh, And that really helps us spread the word about IRCB. Don't forget, you can join our Discord community at ircbpodcast.com slash Discord to chat comics. Ask the question, is a hot dog a taco or a sandwich? Uh, Listen to our episodes live and so much more. Join our next manga read-along series. It's going to be a blast. Um, Also, it would help a lot if you tell your friends and local comic book shop about the show. Uh, I want to shout out Infinity Shred, who is the best band in the universe. Also, shout out to our, our good editor, Xander. He's he's just a nice guy, and he edits this show so well. Makes it sound so great. Uh, I want to say thank you to Brian for being on the episode. Extra special thanks to Paloma for being here with us today. It was a blast. Thank you to Danny, Stephanie, uh, Nick, every, and Saint, who were all in the chat earlier today while we were recording live. And thank you to everyone at home listening. Until next time, comics are good, and so are you. Comics are good.